0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, July the 28th, and we come off. How Phillies lost last night just seems to be one-off, one-on. A consistent theme for this season. The Phillies find a way to win a walk-off the night before. Super unexpected, and then... No such heroics there the next night as the Phillies fall 6-4. to Really putting a hole from the beginning by Matt Moore that they were unable to climb out of. Matt Moore gives up six runs in the first two innings, including one of the most ridiculous home runs you'll ever see. Juan Soto, like 425-foot shot to the opposite field. It was one of those where it goes and it just keeps going. You could see by the fan reaction in the outfield, it felt like the people in left field were like, oh, this is coming to us, and then it just keeps going. It's going, and then all of a sudden it's on the concourse and everyone's running after. It. It's like, what was that? Who is this non-human? Unbelievable. Um, but a, a big loss. Again, look, the Phillies, and uh, yesterday was not a great day for the Phillies. We'll get to the Tyler Anderson of it all. But, yeah, rough day for the Phillies yesterday is, again, not many days left on the deadline. It's July 28th. The deadline's July 30th. And Phillies have two more baseball games before 4 p.m. on Friday, which is the trade deadline. So, not much left to do to inform Dave Dombrowski. I think it's pretty clear that going into this trade deadline, Dave Dombrowski knows that this is a 500 baseball team. And now look, they're three and a half back. So, at 500, they are right in the race. So theoretically, if you upgrade this team to be a little bit better than a five hundred baseball team, they definitely have a chance to win the division. But I also think Dombrowski, and look, I think the the non-Tyler Anderson deal, or at least the the deal they thought they had kind of shows where Dave Dombrowski's mind at. We'll get to that. Let let's let's talk about last night first. Is again just a a frustrating loss for this Phillies team yet again. Yet again, yet again. It just seems like um it doesn't really matter momentum-wise with this team. You know, you get a, a walk-off one night. It doesn't carry over to the next. There seems to be no carryover, really, all season long with this team. On both sides, for what it's worth, you know, there haven't been any massively long losing streaks. There also just haven't been any massively long winning streaks. They just are who they are. They are, they are so definitively a 500 baseball team right there in that wheelhouse. The 500 wheelhouse is what the Phillies are. Pretty crazy, just how consistently in that zone they've been all season. Now the inability to just rattle off a few, you know, it's uh, it really has been stunning. Uh, back to 500, and literally. I'm um, not just being a 500 baseball. They are a 500 baseball team. And last night, a bummer. You know, you have a chance to go two up. You're playing a Nationals team that is definitively worse than you. The Nationals, even with the loss last night, eight games under 500, 46 and 54. A beat-up team. They lose one of their best players early in the game. We'll get to that, too. They lose Victor Robles later in the game. Um, and just unable to uh, take advantage of that. It's frustrating. And it comes back to starting pitching. Yet again, yet again, yet again, yet again. You know, we talked yesterday about what is the biggest need for this team between the three major needs. And and the the how funny it is that essentially at any point this season you could add a different answer between center field starting pitcher and bullpen, you know, closer, reliever, whatever you want to say, and how, you know, early in the season, center field was the worst position we've ever seen. It was very clear, if you're going to add, add there, as the season progressed, it was very clear that the bullpen was where we would need the help, that, you know, we went through that stretch at the, you know, 21-blown saves already this season, the whole thing and all that. And then and now it's clear that starting pitcher is the biggest need. And I don't, I don't even think it's close right now. And look, they have needs Period, right? I mean, all three of those are real needs, and particularly starting pitcher and reliever. But I don't—it's just blatant that starting pitcher is the biggest need. I mean, flat out in 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 giant flashing neon lights, starting pitcher need, and that's what look. That's why Dave Dombrowski attempted to make the Tyler Anderson trade, which we'll get to. But you know, between having to roll Matt Moore and Vince Velasquez out there every five days, and then. When a pitcher does get hurt like Zach Eflin is now, the the inevitable Spencer Howard or bullpen game that's coming, especially with Bailey Falter just missing this time on the IL has been a killer with the COVID IL. I mean, it's just... It's tough, man. This team can't catch a break, but also has not created many breaks for themselves, if you know what I'm saying. Um, But this is a real... Massive glaring deficiency for the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll get to that in a sec. We'll get back to the starter pitcher trade of it all. So, anyway, last night the Nats go up early. Uh, three run homer in the first. Josh Bell just smokes one to, uh, to the opposite field, um, scoring three. Now, an interesting situation in this spot where three runs score, including one of those being Trey Turner. You know, once O' Turner, the two Nationals best players. And uh, there have been sp- trade speculation around Turner, and in general, the Nats are one of those teams that are thought to be selling. Max Scherzer is apparently on the block for the right deal, all that type of stuff. Um, but Turner uh, runs around the bases, scores on the home run, and then goes right into the dugout and right into the hall, you know, the um, the tunnel, and disappears. And uh, and everyone on Twitter, whatever, is saying, "Oh, oh, trade Turner just got traded." It turned out he did not get traded. It turned out it was not an injury in the moment. It turns out that Trey Turner had tested positive for COVID during the game. I still don't understand how this happens. I don't understand how we are at a point with baseball this deep into this pandemic and this deep into playing baseball during this pandemic. And we still have situations where guys can start a game with COVID. How is this possible? Like, seriously. It's not like he just, all of a sudden, they took a test during the game, and it's like, oh, now he has it. He clearly had it that day. How is this possible? How is this still happening? How are we still at a point where people are leaving games because they have COVID in the middle of the game? I mean, oh, my God. What is happening? Baseball has done such a poor job with this from the beginning and has continued to do a poor job. Step after step after step after step on this thing. And the Phillies, obviously, as a team, have done a horrendous job dealing with this. But just across the board, I mean, you look at what the NFL is doing and like it or hate it, I mean, they are putting their foot down and they are forcing their game to work in this situation. I mean, baseball, I mean, all we have to do is look back to the World Series and the old Justin Turner fiasco. Who forgets that? Who forgets that celebrating the World Series on the field to guy had COVID and then to leave the game and then comes back out on the field but then celebrating with everyone? I, I, oh man. And here we are in July, the end of July, so nine months later, whatever it is, ten months later, and we still have guys leaving in the middle of a game because they got COVID? Am I missing something here? How is this possible? How do we not have these tests done before the game starts? I mean, right, is this crazy? I just I can't believe this is still happening. It's embarrassing. Baseball should be embarrassed. They should, they should be embarrassed. Rob Manfred has been just a epic disaster as a commissioner. I, I didn't think I would see someone who came in and right off the jump did such a bad job at being commissioner as Roger Goodell. This guy's way worse. Manfred looks makes Goodell look like a stud. It's like, wow, look at Roger Goodell. What a great commissioner that guy is compared to Rob Manfred. So that's how bad Manfred's just the worst I've seen. Just a a a miserable commissioner from top to bottom. I mean, obviously the way he's handled the COVID stuff, that whole situation last year with the World Series, but you know, the the ongoing labor strife. And and look, I know that Um, bad relations between Major League Baseball and the Players Association is certainly nothing new. We know that, but, but it seems like Manfred's made it even worse. And the way he handled the Astros cheating thing, disastrous. Just a horrendous job on that, too. I mean, Manfred, at every turn, every situation this guy has had to deal with, he's failed miserably. And this COVID situation is nothing different. Rob Manfred, bad, bad, bad commissioner. And again last night a player leaving a game with covid is just stunning it is stunning I can't believe that at this point where we're at it is happening i i just i can't get it I can't get it but you know I guess it is what it is right there's nothing I could do about it right now other than uh hope that everyone's okay um all right back to the game last night again um just a frustrating one. So the Phillies go down 3-0 in the first. They get one back in the bottom of the first. Bryce Harper, RBI double. Harper, really nice game. And we'll get to him more in a minute. But um, then the second inning comes along. And I told you about that one. Sodom just muscles it out. Unbelievable. Three-run shot, 6-1. The Phillies would never recover. The Phillies fought back. Uh, uh, O'Double RBI double in the fourth. Made it 6-2. A Bryce Harper inside the park home run in the sixth. Excuse me. In the fifth, made it six to three, and there was actual excitement there. They add another uh, right after that. Back to backers, Kutch goes yard, and it's six to four. And you're feeling the juices. You're feeling the excitement. It's starting to feel like, oh my goodness, oh wow, this is gonna go good. They're, this is the team from last night. This is the yes. This is the Philly team we want to see. And then that was it. And then it shut down. Such a shame. It really did. In that, it's so funny because. Game one of this series, the Monday night game, you know, down six to down uh, uh four to nothing, then down five to three in the ninth. I, I, even though you know, not a massive deficit, right? I, I I felt like they had no chance to win that game, and then they get two runners on and McCutcheon's armor and they win, right? And yet last night, same exact situation in terms of a two run deficit, ending in the ninth, all that stuff. Uh, for some reason, last night I thought they were going to win, and maybe it's because of the night before that informed my, you know, opinion. But for some reason, I thought they were going to pull it out, and uh, and that didn't happen, and uh, and it's a shame because um, you know they need to win every game here, obviously for the division, but also with the trade deadline here. And uh, you know, again, I think we're probably past the point where they're going to. Markedly changed Dombrowski's opinion about this team, but but still, you know, every everyone counts, especially against teams you should beat. Frustrating. You waste a good night from Harper. He goes three for five with the inside the Parker. A couple RBI run scored. cutch in the homer. Rees goes two for two with two walks. Nice to see Rees getting on base a little more. That 327 OBP looking better. Um Oduble, a good night for the first time in a while. Two for three. Um Didi, rough. Didi's been horrible. I mean, Didi is a 213 average, 263 OBP, 388 slugging. I mean, that's horrendous. That is just awful. And Didi's a concern. You know, when Didi steps to the plate, I expect him to get out. That's where I'm at with Didi. I expect him to get out. Honestly, from an offensive perspective, if, you, if you're if you going to play Torres either way, I almost feel like it makes more sense to play Torres at short and play at third and just sit Didi, of the, of this group, right now. I mean, not that bohm has been amazing, but Bohm at least is hitting better. You know, he had a good June and a, a somewhat decent July other than, you know, missing a bunch of games because of COVID. But Didi's lost. Didi's a problem. And obviously, Torres is a fine defensive third baseman, a great defensive shortstop. So... I don't know. It's a shame. is a mess right now. And then, obviously, you know, Matt Moore, just a bummer of an outing. And the bullpen was great after him. Chase Anderson gives you two shutout. Alvarado, Brogdon, Eniel De Los Santos all go three perfect innings. No base runners, nothing. They had a chance. The bullpen, like the night before, kept them in it after a horrible outing from Matt Moore. Matt Moore, four innings, six runs. Seven hits, two walks, two homers. I mean, Matt Moore just stinks. Like, he's bad. This Phillies team has no chance if they're running this guy out every five days. None. Zero. This guy stinks. And you know stinks? Vince Velasquez. And these two have been horrible. It's unbelievable the Phillies are actually a 500 team with these two guys in the rotation. Especially considering how many bullpen games we've had along the way. And they're bad. Matt Moore's a bad pitcher. He's just bad, like flat-out bad. Do we need to get off this team or certainly out of this rotation? He is a bad pitcher, and he's setting this team back in a big way. I'm I'm legitimately concerned about this starting pitching tab. And that's why, let's get to the trade deadline stuff. And again, you know, a bummer of a loss last night, back at it tonight. Thank goodness Zach Wheeler is pitching. You need Zach in a massive, massive, massive way. Um, so... You know, a big one tonight. We'll get to that in a bit. First, back to the trade deadline. So, speaking of the the pitching woes, um, it did feel like they made an addition yesterday. We got news. The Phillies have made a trade. It's Like, okay. And look, it's not the most exciting, not the sexiest trade, you might say, but it was a move that will help this team. Tyler Anderson, Pirates lefty. He's a fine pitcher. Not great. Fine. 4 2 ERA, but has gotten into the sixth inning and 18 out of his 18 starts this year. Who does that sound like the opposite of? Vanny, Matt Moore. So, again, while not a, a great, you know, wow, rock it out type deal, the type of deal to move someone in who's better than Vince Velasquez and Matt Moore, flat out, will give you innings, who is, who is fine. He is a major league starter. It's as far as I'll go. Ideally, he's your five. But guess what? He's a lot better than the Phillies four and the five. So you're feeling all right. You gave up two low-level prospects to do it. The Phillies trading, theoretically, Abraham Gutierrez and Christian Hernandez to do it. And uh, trade's done. Everyone's saying, oh, it's done. We're good. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, starts to trickle out. Hey, traded a snag. Whoa. Trade might not go through. Heyman and Rosenthal and all these guys. Uh oh, uh oh, hey, hey, hey. Trade's not going through. Apparently, there is some sort of medical issue with Christian Hernandez. Um, is what we're told. It's what we're told. And then, um, sitting there, waiting. You know, is this going to happen? Is this not going to go through? And then we find out. Uh, wake up to find out that Tyler Anderson is a Mariner now. Trade didn't go through. Now, there's a lot of theories about this. Ben Charrington and Dave Dombrowski don't have the most sterling past. Obviously, Dombrowski came in and replaced him more or less in Boston going on to win the World Series, and Charrington did not want to stay and work for him. Who knows? I don't think I think general managers are pretty professional when it comes to trade and stuff in the sense that they can get past that kind of stuff and make deals with each other. And it seemed like they did. But... Reading the tea leaves, it seems like there's a decent chance that after the trade was announced, Charrington uh, got a better offer from the Mariners and wanted to take it. And I don't know if that's exactly how it played out or if they did really find a medical issue wrong in the Hernandez thing or whatever. But either way, it's, I mean, it's BS. And, you know, the deal was done, apparently. Um, But, look, that's life. And the Phillies don't get Tyler Anderson. And... Again, it's a shame because this guy would have come in and helped the Phillies, not in a massive way, but he would have made them better. And that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> clearly, that's a, uh, you know a tough spot for the Phillies, um, as he would have made them better. And it, and it's also just a, a tough situation where you know you trade these guys. It seems like um, a move that will help the team, and then all of a sudden it's just like that. It's over. It's gone. It's not a move anymore, and um, it's frustrating. You hate to see it happen. Um, it, is, it does kind of clue you in, though, I think. And look, there are other trades that that would have been one plus more, I would guess. But I do like, I like that philosophy from Dave Dombrowski. I hope that that's the general mentality that have has at the trade deadline. Go find guys who are better than what you have, but don't give up anything of note to do it. Like we've talked about, whether it's adding through taking on a salary or whether it's adding through giving up lower-level prospects, I'm so in for that. I couldn't be more in. I'm all in on that philosophy. Again, I am not mortgaging the future for this group. They proved it again last night. There is not enough that can be done to make this into a true World Series contender. Winning the division is important. I don't want to make it seem like it's only about winning the World Series, even though I do believe that winning the World Series is the reason you play the sport, obviously, but. There's real value to making the playoffs for you, for your fan base, for your franchise, all that up for the players on the team, all that stuff. It does matter. Winning culture, all that type of stuff. But you also have to be realistic and look at where you are, organizationally speaking, now and moving forward. And, and that's a general manager's job, to balance the future versus the now. And what's the smart thing to do? And the type of trade that Dimbrowski made that didn't go through with Tyler Anderson is the exact types of moves I think he should be looking for. Margins upgrades. And again, as much as Tyler Anderson is 426 ERA are nothing special. I mean, that's basically like six innings, three runs, most of the time out, with some slightly better, maybe some slightly worse. That's a four-five ERA, six three. Um, I mean, that's way better than Vinny and Matt Moore, right? I mean, light years better. And again, just a stat, the guy's gone into the six inning 18 out of 18 times. and I mean, Vinny's done it a handful of times. Matt Moore's done it a handful of times. You know, just a uh, the right type of guy for the right price. Um, and it's a shame it fell through because now you got to find another deal like that. And in a thin starting pitching market where there's a lot more relievers, there's certainly a lot more hitters on the market available, it makes it a lot tougher to to construct these type of deals, especially that type of deal where you're kind of upgrading your roster without really giving too much up. So, frustrating, man. Frustrating. I'm sure the Phillies are annoyed with the Pirates. Obviously, we don't know the behind the scenes of the whole situation, but it does seem like there's at least a chance there's a little chicanery from the Pirates going on here. But ultimately, look, it is what it is. Tyler Anderson's a mariner. He's not a Philly, and the Phillies still have to upgrade. They still have to add. And I just hope that Dombrowski sticks to this type of method, this type of strategy, because, again, I, I... I just don't think, again, this team proves every night it's not worth. Don't go trade the farm for Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrel. Like, that's not where this team's at. And, look, I know it's frustrating because it does feel like the Mets are the type of team that seem to be on, on everyone, seem to be on Bryant and Kimbrel and Scherzer and this and that. And Like, you can see the Mets making a substantial deal. And if they do, that only further makes it harder for the Phillies to win the division. So, um, you know, that's a factor for Dombrowski, too, is he has to look and say, what are the Mets going to do? And can I keep up with that? I can't if if they really want to go for it. I can't from a money perspective or from a prospect perspective. But, you know, that still means that Dombrowski needs to figure it out and and navigate this and do it in a way where he's being really smart about how he adds to the team while also, again, not disrupting the future. You know, it's going to be key. It's going to be key. And I thought the Tyler Anderson trade was a really nice trade like that. And again, not a exciting trade, not a trade that's going to get anyone, you know, super jacked up about going to see a Tyler Anderson start. But again, it does make the team better. And I hope that there are more deals like that. Um because again, I don't think the Phillies should be looking to be that team that is all in over-the-top spending. They're sitting at three and a half back of the Mets right now. They're in it, but they're still three and a half games back, and there's no chance for a wild card. You have one chance to the playoffs, and it's to win this division. And the Braves are still in it. They're only a game back of you. Excuse me, a half game back of you. They're in it. They're fighting. Even with the injuries. You know, so it's a uh, it's going to be fascinating. These next two days are going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to see how the Phillies go about this, how they decide to construct this, and how willing they are to put a few more chips in the center of the table. I think either way, the Tyler Anderson trade wouldn't have been the only move they make. And thus, there could be other moves like the Tyler Anderson move, or it could be a bigger move, a go-for-it move. I'm not sure. But I like the Tyler Anderson-type moves for this team. Do I want him to get more players? Of course I do. And again, if you can do it while just adding money, if you can do it by adding salary, let's go. All in. I am I'm fine. Go over the luxury tax. But in terms of prospects, in terms of giving that up, I really hope that it's more of a, of a smart Dave Dombrowski, a shrewd Dave Dombrowski, like the Tyler Anderson move was. Again, not exciting, but shrewd. I think those are the types of moves the Phillies need—shrewd, unexciting moves that that flat out just make the team better. Add starting pitching and make the team better. All right, big game tonight. Again, all the implications we've talked about. All the um, you know importance two days left of the deadline. Whatever you could do, whatever you could do to put yourself in a better position. You have two more chances. And thank goodness Zach Wheeler's on the hill tonight because desperately we need him. Zach Wheeler versus Corbin the tomorrow game at day game Velasquez versus Scherzer. Um, so it's going to be I didn't miss Scherzer it looked like we we're going to unfortunately we're not so uh, Velasquez Scherzer not great I, 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 what does that tell you that means the Wheeler starts tonight that much more crucial they have to win tonight either way whatever happens we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow so until then thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 network okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you